Across her 30-year career, she's played everything from unfeminine antisocial loners to overconfident bossy hardasses, from unfeminine hardass loners to antisocial overconfident bosses, from unsocial anti-feminine hard bosses to overloner confident anti-asses. You get the picture. You get the picture. And so did we. We went over the career of Miss Congeniality herself, Sandra Bullock. So brace yourself as we speed into another exciting episode of Over Under Fair. Yeah, killed it. I wrote that in two minutes. All right. <laughs> hey, everybody, everybody. Back again. This is Over Under Fair, your final word in pop culture relevance. Uh, we are here on a very dangerous mission that we accepted to go over, as as introed, the entire career of Sandra Bullock. I have with me my faithful and trusty sidekicks and co-hosts, uh, awkward murderous witch sister, Lacey. Oh, hi. <laughs> hi. How you doing? Good. How are you? I'm glad you responded to that in case you didn't know that was you. Of course it was me. Dreaming of Peter Gallagher while kissing Bill Pullman. It's Roger. <laughs> and Tate Donovan's number one fan. <laughs> you have said that before. <laughs> Somehow. Fun I don't know how the conversation happens, but it has happened. Fun fact, she was engaged to him at one point. I know. It's true. That may come up. Um, I am, of course, the bus that could not slow down, Dave Roldan. And we are here as, as tasked to... Uh, with um, the release of Netflix's Bird Box late last year. So, yeah, oh, man, we're, we're in 2019, aren't we? Yeah, it's our first show of the year. first show of the new year. Hey, good job. Give yourself a round of applause. Yay. Woo, um, We are here, 2019. We have big plans and a bigger budget. I'm kidding because we yeah, work on no budget. no budget. So, you know, it's already bigger than the budget we had, which was already zero. Um, yeah, so we wanted to start the year off by talking about um, something that is a bit, you know, it's kind of in the consciousness. We've... She's had something of a a career resurgence over the past couple of years. Again, she keeps managing to do this, and that's Sandra Bullock. Um, we, I don't know. There's a lot to unpack here. We won't be able to do everything, obviously, because it's 30 years of a of a career. Yeah. Do you guys realize it's been that long? We've had Sandra Bullock for over 30 years. Yeah, she's been around. She, I, I didn't notice it until I started researching for this show, and I was like, shit, I forgot how many damn movies Sandra Bullock has been in. I know, dude. She's been around. And like stuff, even before you kind of like remember her like in the 90s like with speed and stuff is when she kind of started to come on everybody's radar i feel like <laughs> she had yeah <laughs> very funny she had um she had a lot of you know small stuff before that that you know i'm you took a deep dive so i'm oh, sure i we'll took the deepest that, of dives so. um in preparation for this i watched i think my final count probably i've seen a lot of these movies beforehand but in preparing for this episode, I believe I watched 20 Sandra Bullock movies mm. in about a month and a half. So that might not seem like a lot for a normal person, but I am abnormal, and I did not like doing what I did. But I did it for the sake of this show. I hope everybody appreciates it. Um, Roger, uh, feelings on Sandra Bullock before we head into the actual episode? Well, there was a period of time that I dated an ex-girlfriend who was into Sandra Bullock movies, so... So you've seen a lot of these. So from probably, I would think from, I think probably from 96 to about 2003, I saw everything. Or no, no, probably till 2006, I saw everything she made. That's a lot of stuff, too. That's a lot of stuff. And then there was some stuff here and there. Um, admittedly, 
I did not see the blind side. Um, okay, well, we can we can table the blind right. side talk for the blind side. But overall, I think she's a, she's a solid actress. She's act actress actor. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that one thing about her that really stands out above everything else is that she's consistent in the sense that she doesn't seem to pick any bad roles, and it seems like she knows her wheelhouse. And well, bad roles can be questionable, of course, but. Um, like Julie, she has a really interesting uh, career versus Julia Roberts. And all right, all right, all right, all right. Don't get ahead of yourself. I know, but so, but in in in, in summary, general, in I general like opinions, overrated, underrated, or fairly rated. I think she's fairly rated. Fairly rated yep. compared to everything else. Correct. Fairly rated. Lacey. Uh, I feel the same. I think she's fairly rated. Um, this was our before the before we did this opinions. So you know how yeah, we do. Yeah, we do I never. Have, okay. I have never had like an unfavorable opinion of Sandra Bullock. excuse me i've never been like put off by her presence but i've also never wanted to like run out and see a movie just because she's in it so i never like i've never looked at a movie and thought this this is going to be better because sandra bullock is there so you were not roger's ex-girlfriend who saw all of sandra bullock's movies roger's ex-girlfriend okay i just wanted to clarify yeah having known both of you this entire time just but at the same time i've never been like oh why would they put you know why would they put her in that role i don't even want to see this movie now um there's you know so and she's i f- i find that she's been perfectly serviceable in the movies that she's done so i think she's pretty fairly rated i prior to having done all of this research uh i would have put her in the overrated camp i have never been a particular fan of hers um with a couple of notable exceptions which we will cover i have never also like you said i've never not seen something because she was in it but I definitely was never gravitated to watch movies that she was a star in. You know, she's in a couple of movies that I love, but she isn't the main lead in those movies. And I'm happy. I'm never mad that she's there, but I'm never like, oh, great, Sandra Bullock. Um, we'll see how this changed as as we go over this, because I may my opinion may have changed slightly. Okay. Uh, but yeah, coming into this pre my pre opinion definitely overrated. I was like, oh, Sandra Bullock, whatever. She's in everything. She's whatever. Uh, so as as uh, we've introduced the format of the show, um, now our new format, we will be discussing Sandra Bullock's career at length using our three categories of over, under, and fair, um, over implying the overrated or overhyped aspects, under the you know, underappreciated, under uh, under pushed, you know, aspects of her career and maybe her abilities, and then the fair being what is generally accepted as things Sandra Bullock does, good or bad. Uh, we'll start with the over. Seems like a good place to start. It's the first part of the name. So I think Roger was leading up to it by mentioning it. I think her status in comparison to other actresses of, we'll say when she on her, on her come up, you know, like in the the early to mid nineties are, she gets, she gets pushed underneath a lot of the profiles of these actresses. And I think that's fair for the beginning of her career. Like her, if her question, if the question was ever posed, like, do you think Sandra Bullock is America's sweetheart? If you would have asked me this like 10 years ago, I would have said no, because she falls below Julia Roberts. She falls below Drew Barrymore. She falls below even like a Cameron Diaz, like somebody that took that mantle of like a star romantic comedy lead lady and made it something they were recognized for. And I don't think she was ever to that level, historically speaking, good or good or bad. That's, that's you know, that's where I'm at for the overrated part. Roger? 
in terms of the reason why I thought she was like fairly rated is because I've seen she was in so many films at once, like in this this arc where you saw her and everything, but she never like it was like she was in that the 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 I would say this like the um every actress I consider her like the actress of the nineties where she Really? In a sense of like here's why I say that, because she wasn't everything. She wasn't like she was just kind of like a uh like that it person where she just was steadily working the entire time. Someone like, for example, like you saw Julie Roberts from the late eighties till about same period of nineties and she wasn't really like how do I say this, like she wasn't offensive in a sense that like she did anything controversial or like racy or anything. She was good at what she did, which is like you know, kind of like for example, I was I did watch Two by C. I know you hate oh Dennis Leary. Oh my god, that movie's bad. I know, yeah, you hate Dennis Leary with a passion. <laughs> that's that's even secondary to me hating Dennis Leary. It's not good. Like it's not funny. Yeah. But, anyway, but she had this like sidekick element to her between that Demolition Man, which is yeah. I'm not arguing yeah. that. I agree with you. That's that's coming up later. Yeah. I think she plays great with everybody she plays against. I don't think historically. She was a great leading actress, like in this type of movie. I just don't think she had that. She carried the role of like if every movie that she was in, she filled the role, and that was like there was nothing. I don't sound like I'm being an asshole when I say this, but nothing above and beyond anything that like wow, man. Yeah, it's just like yeah, which is why I think she is not good at it. Like, but by comparison to the other people who have more standout roles in that in that sphere, but. I, I think the reason why she's the actress of the 90s really is because there's nobody – like, if you look at people who were actresses in, in that period of time, Angela Jolie comes to mind, too. She just – like like the, like the net, for example, comes to mind. Okay. That, not a romantic comedy, but no, not, fair. No, but, like, the net <laughs> is, like, she's just a nerd. Like, she can – when you ask her to play, like, a, a character that's a, somebody with uh, brains or smart character – she feels well. She's admirable at what she does. She's not bad. She's not good. She's right there, and she was able to fill so many roles because she was what little versatility she did have. She was able to fill, and every she was in the early part of the nineties. She was in the mid nineties, and she was in the late nineties. So that's why I think her her consistency makes her the actress of the nineties. All right, that point's fair. Lacey, can you address what I put forward as the thing of like a romantic lead? Like, how does Sandra Bullock stack up against some of the other actresses we mentioned? Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think she was a leading lady, like especially in the '90s. Like, I don't think she had the. I don't think she could carry a movie like that. Um, I think she uh, most of the roles that I think the movies that she did really well in, like Speed. I loved Speed. That was like a you know demolition man. You're right. She's got that sidekick element, and she did that really well. Like exceptionally well. She's perfectly, like I said, she's perfectly serviceable for that. Like. I rewatched Speed coming into this, and I was like, you know, I I kind of remember her being in it more. Um, like, I remember her being, like, equal to Keanu Reeves right. for some reason. But when I watched it, I'm like, no, She's this not. is Keanu yeah. Reeves' show. Like, It is a Keanu vehicle, pun fully <laughs> it, intended. It definitely is. And um, she, I mean, she's definitely got a role in it. Like, she's the second most probably most lines and stuff like that and has the most interactions with him. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think she plays second fiddle kind of well, you know, to, to in that regard. I don't think I she's agree. like a, a leading lady. I think that's one of her strengths, really, is that she is she does match well to people and plays off of them super great. But 
much as you are correct in assessing that she had a longevity through the 90s and showed up in a whole bunch of stuff, the movies that she's tasked to star in largely are romantic comedies, and most of them are bad. Like, flat out. Two of by C sucks. Forces of Nature really sucks. Like, there are... There are lots of movies where she is required to be the lead role, and she does not do well at it. Well, in terms of okay, maybe Lacey assisted me with a kind of understanding the question a little better. Um, when I when I when you guys think of like a romantic comedy, you talk about in terms of just like just being the other like a kind of a charm or looking for more. When I'm talking about romantic comedy, I mean a man and a woman fall in love. So you like, <laughs> like you find it hard to and oh, hilarity and, and hilarity. No, just saying, I think she does that just fine. Actually, if that's what you mean, like I mean historically, I don't think she does. I think her early run of movies are bad. Love Potion number nine is bad. I'm all all respect to Tate Donovan, but that movie is not good. Like it is the concept is hilarious in its way, and I kind of appreciate that, but. Their interplay is fine. Like, her charisma with him in scenes is good, but the actual meat of the film is bonkers and dumb. And that's not her fault, but she does nothing to elevate it past that. And that is also true for a movie like Practical Magic, which is less a romantic comedy and more a supernatural horror drama romantic comedy. If you've ever seen Practical Magic, which Spoiler is alert. fucking weird as hell. I love that movie. Well, like, I like, I like, I like Miss Congeniality. And- okay, that's fine, because that's like that's at the end of that, though. That's, that's We're heading into the 2000s where she kind of gets a slight upgrade in yeah, that direction. She- she, I think she kind of falls a little bit when what, what year was well while you were sleeping was 94 94 so that was mid 90s but I think with these movies when she does the like the rom-coms that I think of when I think of um when I think of like good Sandra Bullock rom-coms like she needs a co-star to carry it with her yeah like in while you were sleeping like Bill Pullman is very much like driving that movie along with her and like some of the other plot devices are very much like it's not that movie like, does way better because of the entire cast because exactly, everyone's yeah. really really good in yeah, it yeah because there's a lot of good people in it there. is it is i've you know i will say on record it is my favorite sandra bullock leading film is while you were sleeping i think she is excellent in it and if you were to use that as like a lone example of what she is as a romantic lead right. i would say yeah she's the best but it isn't it's one example and the rest of them kind of prove against that another, another movie that i kind of liked of hers that i rewatched um uh, leading up to this was 28 days yeah good i'm and, actually um, glad you brought that up now and i think that's another one with like there's um like that was like vigo mortensen before vigo mortensen was uh anybody Aragorn, really yeah right yep, was it was, that, it was, was pre, his name yeah yeah pre lord of the rings and um there's a lot of people in it alan tudyk who this a lot of people great. a lot of people don't know who alan tudyk is but a like, lot of people he, do now though he's, like, he's, he's had, been in like he, he's had like every bit part that you've ever loved. <laughs> yeah, fan favorite on Firefly and yeah. you know in the movie Serenity. He was so, in the Rogue One. He voiced the robot. Yeah, so he's um, he's he's gotten work. You, you yeah, know Alan Tudyk if you don't know. That's him. like one him. of the first times I've ever seen him. He was There's, a pirate in Dodgeball, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 Alan Tudyk, pirate Steve Yarg. Yeah, <laughs> but um, he he's in it. Uh, Steve Buscemi is in it. Too? Yep, Steve Buscemi yeah, has a small Steve role. Steve Buscemi's in it, and uh, j- just a whole bunch of people because they're in a setting where you can have a whole bunch of character people. actress extraordinaire Margot Martindale also oh. a small role in that movie. The Americans, she's yeah. Also so there's, Americans. there's a there's a lot of a lot of good moving parts, and that movie also plays well to her strengths by having a very good rounded out ensemble cast. Like, yeah, so she, she in her the early story of her career, I think. And why I initially thought she was underrated is that she needs to have a good cast to make her better. And I think she's fine. Like, she's okay in this period. But 
everybody you thought else. She was overrated. Yeah. You why I think okay. why I thought I she was overrated. Sure. Okay. I is because sure. she couldn't carry films like. Hers right. was not the type of movie that you saw. Oh, that's a Sandra Bullock vehicle, right? And you were like, oh, she's doing the heavy lifting. Let me let me just the one thing I say about the Ryan coming. Only reason why I disagree is because in Love Potion number nine, in that period, she's the ugly duckling, and they're, they're doing all the experimentation. That period does not stop. That we'll, we will. That's my next point. But go yeah. ahead. Um, I thought that when she comes blossoms and everything, I thought she did a better job of. I mean, the same thing with Two by C because that is literally still bad in that movie. And then it's literally, it's just Boston castmates and blah, 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 and all that stuff. <laughs> God, yeah, the overwhelming Bostonness of it. Yeah, the whole, yeah, the whole uh, like, as long as, as long as friends are in it and everything. No but, offense to Boston. It's yeah. not your fault that everybody in movies paints you that way. But, yeah. you know, that yeah. movie can fuck off. Yeah, especially, you know, you guys wearing, like, track suits and starter jackets. But, um, it, mm. it, 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 in both movies, she, it, I don't know why in Tooth by Sea, I think she's just, she's cute. She's funny in that movie. No one has ever said she isn't cute. I don't. I, I will I, not. I will not tolerate that. But comparatively speaking, that Dennis Leary, char- Dennis Leary character, you're almost like, why the hell? Are you Everyone with this is guy? cuter than Dennis Leary. <laughs> and why are you with this guy? Like, Steve that's yeah. Yeah. yeah, cuter than Dennis Leary. Yeah, I take that. Even pre pre surgery, Steve Buscemi, we still had that fucked up tooth. Like I'm, I'm in all day on Steve Buscemi. Yeah, but I don't. I, I, I think it'll be two- pleasant tonguing around on it. You know. I, think I she, was with it then. Yeah, she so carry, I think she carries those, both those movies despite the horrible, horribleness. All right, all right. Um, I'm glad you met. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say one more thing I think I find appealing about Sandra Bullock, and this isn't necessarily... Um, maybe it's partially due to like her, her the roles she's taken and partially due to kind of how I see her like when she's just kind of being Sandra Bullock, like on the red carpet or, you know, doing press or whatever. But as far as uh, what you said with like stacking up against those other 90s actresses, I feel like she's like the every woman, you know, like she's kind of got that vibe. They make great pains to paint her that way. Yes. (laughs) I mean, she's clearly not like, (laughs) no, (laughs) she is. She is definitely like a Hollywood like actress. But I think especially back in the 90s, like, a lot of the roles that she took, like you almost feel like you could have a conversation with her, which I, I know that this is all just the way you see her, but I think they, they, her appearing to be like the every woman kind of makes her a little bit more appealing. Yeah. Um, and makes her, I think it works for her. I think it's, I think it's interesting that the one movie that kind of goes out of its way to not paint her in that same light is hope floats a movie that she starred with Harry Connick Jr. in Romantic Comedy, where she plays a former beauty queen, and she is supposed to be, like, a beautiful woman from the Mm get-go, as opposed to the rest of these movies, which is leading to my next point, where she's, like, the weird, like, friend girl or, like, awkward antisocial nerd girl. Like, she's always playing these exact same roles, and that is my overrated point. She plays the same fucking role for like 20 years in some form or fashion. And there are two modes of Sandra Bullock in this time. She is, like I said, awkward, nerd, unfeminine, unapproachable weirdo. Or, counterpoint, super bossy, overconfident, unfeminine weirdo. But in both cases, you're supposed to see her as somehow undesirable when it's Sandra Bullock the whole time. Like, Sandra Bullock is never ugly. You think I'm gorgeous? What? I don't think you're gorgeous. You think I'm cool? 
just you want to kiss me. You want to hug me. I think McDonald is more feminine. I'd rather kiss him. You want to love me. You want to hug me. You want to smooch me. Yeah, no, you know, and, by no stretch of the other. And somehow we're playing her down to be like unrelatable or more relatable through her unrelatedness. she snorts when she laughs. Yeah, yeah, because that's supposed to be like a character defining like mm-hmm. bad trait somehow. Like there's a when I saw this movie with Max's girlfriend, Murder by the Numbers, Murder by the Numbers encompasses all what you just said. Murder by Numbers is so bad. And I walked halfway out and she didn't my ex was like, Why why do you think this movie is so bad? I'm like, why is she always I, I, I remember exact my exact words were this is essentially mis or uh, no, what I said. I said not miscongeniality. I said something like, "I feel like I've seen this before." It kind of is. It's miscongeniality, the dark side. Yeah, yeah. like not funny. Yeah, she's yeah. playing a character that is super like, "Oh no, I know everything, guys." Oh, they call her the whatever yeah. the hyena. Yeah, yeah. Like, I can't remember what it was. A, I just watched it too, and I've blocked it out successfully. Yeah, or yeah. like she was talking. It like, does have a funny. It has one good line in reference to that. She's she says to like the guy who's put on the case with her. Oh, they call me the hyena. Like, why do they say that? Well, because female hyenas sometimes can grow like a false penis, and the guy's like, "Are you?" He's like, "Are you comfortable with that?" And she's like, "Well, I wear baggy pants." So, but um, you know, yeah. like that's a like, funny joke. But pants, that's yeah. kind of exactly what this movie is. Like, she's like, "Oh, I'm in, I'm in control of all this stuff. I know everything all the time. Everybody, get out of my way. I'm solving these cases alone." And the movie is bad anyway. Like, it's yeah. just bad by itself. But she's not doing anybody any favors because that's that's her other mode of just like I'm super confident, but no one likes me. Yeah, and everything <laughs> even sucks. Oh, and up. she's damaged in this. And she's yeah. always yeah. she's she's recovering. Sucks, also, always has no family. That's another yeah. like yeah. running through line through every single movie of hers ever. No friends, she's no alone. family. Sex she's always awkward. a loner. Sex yeah. is so awkward. Like in that movie too. Like you know. It's... Well, there's a reason for that. She has a scar. Yeah, and you can't love a woman with a scar. So, I mean, according also, to the movie, according to movies, why name a song or why name a movie after a police song, which is kind of clearly uh, you out. gotta find names from something yeah, i guess but. uh stand i will stand on one point though the least expected thing i saw in any one of these movies there's a ben chaplin no in any one of these movies in murder by numbers there's a baboon in a in a shed where she opens the door and goes in there and finds a a wild well not a wild it's a captive a captive baboon that attacks her and knocks her on the ground Never mentioned again. Don't yep. know how it got there. Don't know why it's there. But it's fucking about? there. I didn't. I paid it. I didn't pay attention. If they told me how it was there, I missed it. I, there's a whole like side plot with the baboon. Really? Yeah. Now I'm gonna like, have to watch it again. Except the, I'm the not. The guy that uh, <laughs> Ryan Gosling, the janitor at the school, was buying weed off of. He was buying weed off of the janitor. Wasn't it Chris Penn? Isn't that who is? Uh, who's Chris Penn in this movie? Because he's in it too. He played. I think it's Chris. Is, Penn. It, is it his baboon? Yeah. Chris Penn's baboon. And then That's at the, name the murder of, scene. The name of my new book remember at the murder scene they find a hair and they're like it's not human and then (laughs) it's a baboon hair and they're like what the hell the like sandra bullock at her partner and then when uh ryan gasling and the other kid that looks like remember that kid was creeping on to come up for a minute he was gonna be in everything and then you just yeah he he was in like hedwig and michael pitt yeah yeah him yeah Yeah. they're having a, a conversation and they're like They'll know about the boob, baboon hair. It'll cook because they frame the dude or whatever. Yeah. They try to. Yeah, they so, try yeah. to. What a fucking terrible. Movie. I watched this movie. Actually, I kicked off my Sandra. No, I watched a couple before that, but I one of my first movies that I watched Sandra Bullock movies in preparation oh. for this was Murder My Numbers because it was on HBO and I saw it coming on and I said, "Oh, well, this seems like." a good thing to do right now since I'm supposed to be you doing were, this. You were wrong. It's on the, it's the on only the, thing I'll say about that movie, that movie has the most bonkers soundtrack. Like, what year was that movie made? 02. 
it sounds like it's like the soundtrack is like from the like mid nineties and it's all like Lilith Fair music. Like <laughs> it's literally like Joan Osborne deep cuts. Like <laughs> I'm not even kidding you, like, because it's always her sitting alone in her Are house. there Joan Osborne deep cuts? I don't know. I, I Probably. Just, I, I, you know what? It, I think it wouldn't surprise me if it was. I was ready for you to come in and tell me what they were. I was like, well, if anyone's going to know Joan Osborne deep cuts, it'll be Roger. I mean, if it's, if it's, <laughs> I can remember if it was Right Hand Man was in that. <laughs> oh it, it was, it, there was some stuff. There was some, like, Melissa Etheridge-esque, you yeah. know, Lilith Fair stuff going on. And it's a, it's a murder movie. <laughs> You know, it I don't know. It's like a TV show in a it's sense. Bad. Like it's way, like we've talked too much about yeah, it. It's really bad. way too yeah. much time. But it's it is it is an it is an indication though of what I was trying to say about her overrated aspects as an actress is that she really even this is something that kind of haunts her now like leading in movies like The Heat which is more recent and uh as late as something like um Yeah, she's kind of like that. As late as like too. The Proposal, you know, the same yep. kind of the same kind of gimmick of like I am completely self-contained and alone, but not in like an empowering way in a way where you were supposed to feel like she should change. Right. Like the, the movies are never presenting her in, in a position of power where oh, yeah, it's like a good thing for her. She's fine. Yeah. Like she's supposed to need to she's fix closed herself. Off. Like Miss Congeniality. It's the same thing yeah. too. Like she can't possibly be attractive because she's too, you know, she's too manly. Like the word feminine gets thrown around a lot in these movies, yeah. you know, and especially in Miss Congeniality, which is a movie I do like. You know, I'm not trying to run her down and say yeah, I'm, like, not, she's, I'm not saying it doesn't work. Sometimes, right. And there's does, there's but, a large part of this where she is she's we have to consider that a large part of this is probably a casting thing. Yeah, like, I was going to say type it's casting. it's harder for women to get roles that are more interesting in Hollywood historically than it would be for like a dude like Tom Cruise who gets to play anything he wants to whenever he wants. Right. And with that knowledge, it probably is difficult for her to branch out as often initially because that's what she does because that's what she's offered and that's you gotta make a living you know what i mean i respect that but until like the mid to late thousands when she actually starts feeling like she's trying like this is what you get they're the two modes of sandra bullock being that way and the other way and i just i that never that never gelled with me as a as an actress you know what i mean i, know, I just I, even like for example i have a, I have a question for you guys then if that's the case with all the success that usually you with, with the box office draws that she was bringing in, wouldn't that allow her to expand a little bit? Like Meryl Streep, for example, or um, even like... Well, Meryl so- Streep is an actress, in quotes. So it be- because Sandra Bullock hadn't proved that she was, she doesn't get that type of that type of okay. respect. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, I think Meryl Streep had like the some really good stuff early in Meryl Streep also had the, the... Yeah, has the bonus of having come up in the 70s yeah. when movies were... It was it was more not always more but there were more chances because more directors were willing to make broader films with women in roles you know because like and there was less like concern about what they were doing outside of the off the movie yeah screen. so it was more like who can fill this role as opposed to like who sells the tickets because people are interested in who they're dating and stuff like that yeah I'm, I you know, and I would not say she's not a draw like I respect that her movies do well and yeah. I think a large part of it is because she is in them. I personally, though, never saw that. Like, that didn't happen for me. I just right, thought right, that, right. like, it would give her some sort of caveat to maybe that's why lately she's been able to do things more creatively, perhaps. But I just thought that based off box office draw, that you earned some sort of, like, extra credit. Like, hey, you can do something you want to do, really. I think it's because she turned a corner in her career. And we, okay. will, we will come to that in the next yeah, segment. She's, she's been around for a while. Yeah, she's she's had a couple of cycles that I think are, like, 
you know, pretty pronounced in her, her film choices and her actual performances. Um, what are, go ahead. Sorry. One of the things that I do find overrated about Sandra Bullock, if I may, are we? Yeah, go, no, go ahead. Okay. I got one more thing to touch on, but we um, can. I, I just think it's interesting that her performances that do get lauded and praise, I think they're crazy overrated like so we can talk about the blind side here then because this is this is exactly what i was going to lead into is that the the movies of hers that are considered i guess objectively like the best quote unquote or at least ones that i found have a a lot of nostalgic feels for are bad i mean i don't want to say they're all objectively like they're not good but like definitely overrated like the ones that are praised critically right and the ones that are commercially super successful they're bad Forces of Nature is bad. Yeah. Fucking Practical Magic's bad. I know you like it. I think that movie fucking I, I, sucks. I'm not going to sit here and argue with you that it's a great movie. Like, I like it, and I thought it was fun and entertaining, but yeah. I, I'm not going to argue that it's a good movie. The Net is bad. Like, don't get me wrong. I like The Net. I think The Net is fun, and it's dumb, and it's like, oh, wow, the internet in 1995. I right. respect all that shit, and I think it's hilarious. Not a good movie. Not good. No. Like, as a sure. thriller, it's poorly paced. It has really weird performances from people in it. Dennis Miller is a, like a co-star in that movie and is weird in it. Yeah. Like that movie does a lot of weird shit. Again, I appreciate on a level what it's going for, but it is not good. And like I, I had mentioned earlier, Love Potion number nine, not a fan of. Hope Floats is like the least offensive of all these movies that she stars in at the time, and that's mostly okay. Um, Miss Congeniality is a movie I will I'll ride for. I think it's pretty good. Like as a movie fun, of its yeah. stripe, you know, as opposed to other stuff she had been in prior to that but that's kind of where it turns like she she shows up in so many things you know movies we haven't even mentioned like a time to kill she has a role mm-hmm. in that speed and demolition man where she's kind of she kind of lays in her her appearances as like i am a person here now too yeah and that's where she starts getting more roles but that leads to like speed too which is bad yeah, yeah. miscongeniality too which, which is, is bad yeah. real bad but um <laughs> how did that not warn us about the internet your credit card, like the the movie poster, credit card smell. Her driver's license, her, yeah. Her um, it's her identity. Yeah, it's dot, dot, fucking dot. yeah, ninety five. Um, but yeah, to to your point, um, the the Blind Side is interesting. That that would be the thing that kind of does turn the corner for her because it is her sort of playing against type. And I right. I had read that she was actually she turned this role down initially. Yeah. It was offered to Julia Roberts, who turned it down. And then was offered to Sandra Bullock, who turned it down because the character that she's playing is a devout Christian. Mm -hmm. And it's not because she's like, oh, I don't like Christians. But she didn't feel comfortable trying to play someone with that sort of conviction because she didn't think she could. And not in like an ability way, just like a personal, like, I don't know if I can do that kind of way. But she spoke to the woman who it's about, whose name I'm forgetting. But um, she spoke to her and they talked a little bit. And then she took a reduced salary and took points on the on the gross of the movie so that was like the smartest thing she could do because she made a shitload of money because it was really successful yeah but she then took the film and won a fucking oscar for it and the performance is fine yeah for that's what how she's i doing. feel about it i i do not i was looking at the people who were also nominated that year yes gabri sidibe yes for, it was excellent and for precious. precious. That movie was so good. It's, it's a fantastic. And you'd movie. never seen her really before. No, no not and at all. It was, in, it was she, introducing she was, her. Oh, was it her first film? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, now you see her around every now and again. I want to see more of her. But yeah, I mean, that, that movie was so good. And I thought The Blind Side was fine. I thought it was an interesting story. It held my attention. I believed her. 
Sandra Bullock, you know? Right. Yeah, she's not bad in it. There was literally nothing at the end of that movie. I mean, Academy Awards or whatever, but I just thought it was really, really shocking that they gave her the the win for that. The whole whole thing around that movie was kind of shocking. It happened at the right time because the Academy had... uh, Historically, only had five nominees, mm-hmm. and then they made it mandatory the year that that movie came out to expand the pool to ten. So it benefited from getting a bunch of award buzz that it probably wouldn't have gotten past Sandra Bullock because she got nominated and it was kind of a slam dunk. Like, oh, she was whatever, and she's great, so we'll nominate her. But then it got a whole bunch of other award nominations it wouldn't yeah. have gotten otherwise, and people kind of buzzed around, and it became kind of a really big movie that year. It was very successful, and it's okay. it's not personally a movie i enjoy but i mean again to speak to the point of it being her being okay in it she's good in what she's doing i guess but yeah. i don't think what she's doing is necessarily anything great. amazing yeah, yeah like that's kind of how i felt about it like the, i watched the movie i like i said it held my attention i didn't have any trouble being like oh sandra bullock sucks in this it was not at all like that like i believed her performance it was fine but for I don't know, just like an Oscar, really. That's kind of how I felt about it, um, and I kind of felt. I thought it was interesting that she got nominated for Gravity as well. Okay, well, let's not talk about Gravity yet because I want to go into the next segment. Okay, which is the under. So there are things that we can say about Sandra Bullock's career that I think are undervalued or undernoticed, and I would actually like to use the same point I made about her playing the same character in the underrated aspect of her career. She's managed to play like ostensibly cheating. the same two characters in across 30 years of her career. That's amazing. Like, not only has she not ventured incredibly far out of the breadth of what she is comfortable at doing, she clearly is doing it on a level that keeps her continuously casting things because she's really good at it. Like, that's the thing I will say to the credit. It is a, it is a weakness. It is her greatest weakness and her greatest strength that she can do what she does in that mode because... She's really likable in all these movies. Yeah, like, I can get behind that. I feel bad. Like I was watching some of these movies like The Lake House, right? I watched oh, The Lake House, boy. and I feel bad that this movie is so terrible because I'm loving every minute of it, and she's part of the reason. She's really good in it. Like She's trying to sell me on her supernatural time jump romance with Keanu Reeves, and I'm buying every second of it because she's very earnest. Like It is difficult for me to not appreciate what she's trying to deal with. And she is, like in every other movie, an overworked, loner, like, struggles with stuff because she has no family person in this movie, as she is in every other movie, and she's doing it really well. Can I just point out that the first time we see uh, Keanu Reeves and Sandra Bullock uh, in a movie together, they're speeding down the freeway <laughs> on, a bo- on a bombed bus, a bus with a bomb strapped to it. Yep. Um, being taunted by Dennis Hopper. And in the second time that we meet up with them, they are living the slow life. <laughs> in a time-traveling romance. In a time-traveling romance, being taunted by Father Time. It, it's yeah, essentially it's just, a remake of uh, Somewhere in Time. In its way. In its way. Yeah. It's, oh, don't get me started. It's a straight-up remake of like a Korean movie that had an Italian name. Like It's called Il Mare. And I thought it was Italian, and I looked it up. I'm like, oh, this is Korean. So... It's a yeah. It is a time traveling romance about that is remade from a Korean film with an Italian title. So God bless America. It sounds like you just had a Conan bit there. For a yeah, second. right. It kind of is. Um, everything about that movie is a Conan bit. That movie is amazing. My wife, God bless my wife. We watched this movie together, and we were just in hysterics about how ridiculous all of this is. 
unprovoked two days later she just looks at me and she's like you know what i think it's starting to make sense i'm like what the lake house <laughs> what like two days what are you going on about she's mind. like no i've been thinking about it i'm like clearly that is troubling <laughs> like, you thought about this for more than five minutes and you did more than the screenwriters did so i mean cr- credit to you for caring oh man but I, I don't know man that movie is wild as shit <sighs> but no to that point though like she she is as much as you can we could sit here and me let's be fair it's i'm doing it as much as i can sit here and chide her for you know taking the same role after the same role after the same role man she's like super she's super charming like there's nothing i can say to her on-screen charisma because it's great she is super good with like you know we had spoken to the the larger cast part of things earlier she's super great with anyone you pair her with like male or female she can play comedy she can play serious and she does it well across all of these things and i think her actual ability in her charisma is underrated because she's very very good at that yes for everything like i could say about oh she plays the same character all the time she's always the loner she's always the smart nerd that can't get a guy or doesn't have friends but I keep watching these movies and like I I keep enjoying myself I guess when I see this cuz I mean she's she does it well. I I can't I can't disagree with that. I can get behind it. So, I think it works for her and against her. Yeah, I mean even I, I think the one thing about her that I I definitely appreciate is the fact that it's the little like almost like the the charm about her is like I feel like she's approachable. In every movie, you know what I mean. Like that's something that some actresses doesn't convey that point. But I feel like Sandra Bullock, you can have a hamburger with her and a beer, and it'll be fine. Like she's just she would have a paper play with you and solve a case, solve a case with (laughs) you, or uh, crack crack a couple, crack a couple jokes, crack a couple jokes, and then you guys talk about that weird time in college or whatever when you guys were first going to freshman year and just having like you know really good bullshit conversation. I feel like with her, you could talk about that stuff, and that's what I like about her. That's ultimately why i've always never really minded her because she just seems very approachable and mm-hmm. that that like my my favorite role with her really is demolition man because she's so so awkward about the like just dealing with the past and everything murder death kill. Death kill but just no, her singing the Taco Bell scene you know and then ironically enough against dennis leary there in that too that's also movie. in that movie yeah, yeah. But the singer, the singer of Taco Bell theme. And her getting getting lines wrong. You yeah. know, like, oh, you really licked their ass. <laughs> you know, yeah. Like, to kick their ass. Yeah. Not bad for a 74-year-old. Simon Phoenix knows he has some competition. He's finally matched his meat. You really licked his ass. That's met his match and kicked, kicked his ass. Met? Met his match and kicked his ass. Met his match and kicked She's, I don't know, she's really good. In that. I, I don't know why I liked her in that movie so much, but I, I, I want to punch Rob Schneider in that movie, but I digress. But it's just, I don't know. Who <laughs> oh, doesn't get the shells? <laughs> Have you ever thought about the shells? Like, I understand how they work. It's gross. Like, why don't you just use toilet paper? Why is that so much more barbaric than picking the shit out of your butthole with shells? Because that's how the three seashells work, in case really? you don't know. I didn't know that. The three seashells, seashells work as such. There's three of them. You take two like a couple little scoops, mm-hmm. and you clamp them in there, and you drag shit out of your butt, throw it in the toilet. And the third one is to scrape out whatever you missed. So somehow that's less barbaric than oh, just taking some toilet paper and wadding it up there into your butthole. Oh. That's the future, guys. That's your future. I hope you're ready for it. Seashells. Honestly, uh, 
Yeah. yeah I, <laughs> I mean, we're out. we're not factoring in a bidet or anything. If this if that's what the situation is, I mean, sure, that's gonna that's gonna clean up a little bit of the shit I can't get literally. But I don't know. We're feel like toilet paper still all right. We're talking about wiping our asses. On a Sandra Bullock podcast. Demolition Man, man. Yeah. It asks the tough questions. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't. Inquiry minds want to know, Lacey. I wanted to know how it worked. I Demolition Man asks the tough questions, and we give you the answers. I didn't think that was a question that was asked. Well, twenty six years it later, was. I want to know. Um, what, what year does that movie take place in 90, again? Oh, it takes place in. Isn't it like something stupid, like twenty forty or something? Yeah. I don't even remember honestly. So that's my fault for not remembering. Stay tuned for over under fair Demolition Man. Butt wipe and follow up. We'll all yeah, we'll so. all be there. We'll all be there to record it in the future. 2030, 2032. So we're not that far off. Yeah. Yeah. There's a chance in twelve years we could just meet to record an episode yeah. about demolition. Yeah, followed by a BuzzFeed article. Like, <laughs> what good? Uh, what what did the demolition man get wrong? Seventeen best applications for the three seashells. <laughs> Are we really living underground? <sighs> no. It'll have to be like I don't know. Do you think by them though it'll be like a hologram cast? Yes. So you'll get, I know in 12 years. I would like to think that, yes. It'll be a hologram, so you guys will get to watch like a hologram of me, Roger, and Dave sitting <laughs> yeah, projecting around here, the table speaking. and like laughing like like seven-year-olds about these, <laughs> these butt-wiping <laughs> seashells. <laughs> Roger put them on his head. <laughs> he put the butt-wiping seashells on his head. It sounds about right. Um, I don't even know where the fuck we went with that. So Demolition Man is yeah, fun. Yeah, so that's a nice um, thing. Uh, but speaking to some of the more underrated uh, the aspects of it, at a certain point, she kind of takes a career pivot, and then I think she actually becomes a person that elevates lesser material. Like even in her, some of her older movies, like as much as as much as I did not like Love Potion Number Nine, I did concede that she was the best part of it, and that is consistent for the most part through most of her films. Like even movies that aren't good or memorable. Um, Divine Secrets of the Yaya Sisterhood is a, like the early 2000s time. It's an ensemble lady drama. Mm-hmm. It's not a movie that I like. I'm super familiar with. I've seen it once. It's okay, and it's based on a book that I know a lot of people were into back when it came out. But she's very good, you know. From from uh, from you know, distinguished herself at least to be rem- remembered in it. And in a movie like Crash, where there's yeah. a whole lot of shit going oh, on, yeah. and she's she's good in that too. Like yeah. I. I would feel remiss to at least mention that I think Crash is lesser material because I think that movie is hot dog shit. Really? Despite winning a Best Picture award. You kind of hate her in that movie, though, don't you? Yes. You kind of just don't like yes, her. Yes, but she's is, really good at it. Like, yeah. That, well, that's what I was going to say is that's, I think, a good thing because yeah. what other movie have we just fucking hated Sandra Bullock? Like, her I felt that way in The Proposal and I never came around on it. Like, she, oh, really? Okay. She's supposed to be hateable, but you're supposed to, by the end of it, kind of turn a little bit, and I never do. Like she, <laughs> You're like, no, I just that that is that is a movie that suffers for me from ha- not having any likable characters. Right, I okay. think everybody is unlikable in their own way. So that was that was a difficult watch. I, won't I didn't lie. really feel that strongly about it. <laughs> I didn't like anyone in that movie. I didn't rewatch it. And though. it's hard. It is hard for you to make me not like Mary Steenburgen, who's like all time yes. all time crush on my list. Okay. But even her, I'm just like, oh, I don't care at any point. She does some weird shit in it too. So that's neither here nor there. The Steen cast will come at some other point. But uh, please do, because I, <laughs> I love... I, Underrated hot moms. Mary yeah. Steenburgen, number one forever. What's eating Gilbert Grape? Phenomenal. Yeah, A+. Plus. A plus. Um, 
so but yeah even like movies like miss congeniality the sequel because she's great in the first one yeah she's good in the second one in a, in a role you're supposed to kind of hate her in because she's like let the fame go to her head a little bit yeah but she's still good like she she starts to become the actual best part of the movie she's in even when the movies themselves are bad and i think that becomes more prevalent because she still takes bad roles you know um leading all the way up to uh like all about steve in 2009 which is something I was going to wait to talk about in the fair, but I think it plays into the under. Um, that movie is fucking awful. It, don't get me wrong. It's really, really bad. Yeah. But I think it showcases something that Roger was saying about her relatableness and like we all said about it, but like her ability, your ability to want to like hang out with Sandra Bullock. Yeah. She, she clearly is in on the joke of like when she, she can't, she doesn't take herself too seriously. Right. Uh, notably, as we mentioned, she won the Oscar for the blind side. Okay. The night before, she was nominated for a Razzie, which is the complete opposite of the Oscars, she sh- like the worst things. Yeah. She won for All About Steve as worst actress and showed up to accept her award. Yeah, yeah. She, I, I knew that about she her. She showed up and accepted accept the award it. with a copy of All About Steve on DVD for every member of the audience. We have um, Team Bullock here, um, who's not very happy with you guys. So she's like, she's playing, she's playing down the fact that the movie really is as bad as it is, but she's having fun with it. Like she's, she's taking it on the chin at her expense and then wins best actress the next night. Right. So I knew she had accepted that award, the Razzie, but I didn't know the story behind it. Yeah. I think that's really fucking cool. (laughs) That's cool. That is cool. Wow. Yeah. To be able to have that sort of, you know, that sort of, uh, that sort of good humor to be able to take it as well as you as as anybody could give it to you in a way that is mean and then also be cool with it and then rise above it and win a fucking oscar the next night like it's a certain kind of person that could do that and i feel like she's one of the few you know because a lot of people seem like they're taking themselves too seriously with that sort of that sort of level of fame and profile or the smell of the old farts (laughs) yes of course roger obsessed with the smell of people's farts and their ability to smell them themselves are we back on butt stuff yeah (laughs) aren't we always speaking of underrated butt stuff um so moving into the fair there's not actually a whole ton of things i had to say about underrated stuff if there was something else someone wanted to bring up i don't not really (laughs) (laughs) yeah because it's it's kind of it's weird because the more of these movies i watched the less i felt these things were underrated and the more i started pushing them into a into a perception that i hadn't considered fair but they were always fair like um uh transitioning the fair transitioning from one sort of career into another sort of career like it has been marked and noticed that she she won an oscar and she took better roles right like and she made the most of her appearances in a lot of these movies uh gravity to speak to what you had said earlier i think is an astonishing movie i loved it i went and saw it the weekend it opened i was blown the fuck away by the scope of it like and i thought she was excellent in it like there it is a movie that doesn't require her to do a ton in theory but i think that she conveyed in such a convincing way finally that would actually a thing that would help her to know the isolation of being the only person in the world at that point you know what i mean yes and since she's played characters forever that are always loners and isolated and alone 
it led it it lent a weird credence to me watching this movie like yeah this is sandra bullock's like root this is her mo and she excelled really well in that in that movie i think yeah i mean i i don't know i i thought it was interesting that she was I don't know. I'm kind of back and forth on gravity because I think I get so swept away. Even, even the last time I watched it, I watched it on television, obviously the first time I saw it was in a theater, which is, was mind boggling because the it's visually stunning movie. Um, but I think I get so swept away with like the way the movie looks that I kind of forget to pay attention to Sandra Bullock, which is funny because she's the only person on screen for like sure. 90% of the movie. That's part of the movie, though, right? I mean, the movie really is less about Sandra Bullock and more about it's what you're seeing. It's more about, yeah, what you're you know? seeing. But, I mean, so... It's like the best case of style over substance. Exactly. And, or style making but substance. But the last time I watched it, I was kind of... Uh, there was a, There's a, like a scene where she's... She's in one of the space stations. She's in the Chinese space station, I think. And she's trying to, like, get a hold of somebody. And she just comes randomly across just a random person who is speaking a foreign language to her. I'm assuming it's Chinese. Mm. And he cannot understand what she's saying, even though she's saying Mayday and SOS and stuff. So she knows she's she, she thinks she's going to die. Like, she thinks this is her the last time she'll ever talk to somebody. So she's trying to get him to get his dogs to bark. And it's a, it was a really good scene. I liked that scene a lot. And that was, the I think, the scene that turned me where I was like, maybe Sandra Bullock is awesome in this movie. Because she's really convincing. She's just trying to get him. To, she's like, woof, woof, get your dogs to bark. Yes, I want to hear dogs barking. And then a baby starts crying. Yeah, and She's man. like, she's getting really emotional. Yeah, she's like, and a baby? It, it is that you, a baby? Like, yeah. yeah. And, um... Yeah, I mean, I thought that was the scene where I was like, maybe Sandra Bullock is a good, a good fucking actress, and we're not giving her enough credit for it. I think, but yeah, I mean, I think that movie, I get swept away in looking at the how beautiful it is. But she was good in it. I agree. <laughs> I don't think she was excellent, but I think she was good. Did you see Gravity? No, I did not get a chance. Oh, you to should watch it. I, I've heard a lot of good things about it. Um, I wanted to mention real quick too. Please, um, you talk about like over into the fairly rated category. I wanted to mention her appearance on the George Lopez show. Which is an, All right, yeah. The reason why I wanted to mention that because also executive producer on that yeah. series. Um, also, because, yeah, because it, it's it, to point out the the under almost in the fairly rated category in that kind of like in between is because when she's on the show, she was pretty funny and relatable. Yeah, but also I think that like just it kind of it, it, the the executive producer thing and helping other people out, I think doesn't get talked often enough. Um, she's done some other things to kind of like produce and get some people going and give them an, uh, an outlet. And I think that I mean it, that talks about like outside of her movie roles a little bit. But I so no, she does a lot of work behind the scenes stuff too. Like yeah, which is really good. She's done a lot. She's that's another point. That's another part of what I am getting into. So I'm glad you brought it up because it is it is her behind the scenes work and career has now moved at a pace that is almost equal with her acting career. Yeah. So she's made she's made pains to make that something that she has put an emphasis on because it's a good way to stay successful. You know, there, if there are less roles for you to take or there is less interest for you to continue this, start producing movies like that. It you still make money. You can still put your name on good content i think largely she has yeah i was just gonna say um, our brand is crisis is a movie that she produced that she also starred in that isn't it's not super memorable but it is 
good. Like it, it works to like a fair rating of like a movie that's kind of in the middle of stuff. She's good in it. And she has an eye for at least what she's trying to make these movies do. And I think that that's important. Like that she can, she can do both sides of this and be pretty good at both. Like that's, that's impressive. And I was going to say, that's hard to do because most people sometimes will just have the title of executive producer, put it on. Sure, you can just throw your fucking name on something. Yeah, exactly. That's it. But, but she, to show that she showed up on that show that she had her name on indicates that she stood behind it. Yeah. You know, and that gave George Lopez a break. Like, that was that was his first thing. Exactly. And that's, like, you can, whatever you think about George Lopez is what you think about George Lopez. But that show's pretty funny. Like, yeah. it's a pretty it's good, good show. Yeah. I used so to watch yeah. it on, like, Nick at Night. Yeah. yeah. It had, a, it had a couple year run, like, three years, I think. And mm-hmm. that, like, that was a cool series. And it was cool that she did that, you know, like, to to give a, someone a, a jumping off point to have a further career where they may not be as good as they were on that show. Yeah. And just talk about golf and stuff. Right. You know, but. You know, all respect to George Lopez. Yeah. I feel bad bashing one of my own, but oh, yeah. you know, what are you going to do? Brown power, brown, power. <laughs> brown pride, hashtag brown pride. Um, I, that, you know, that ties into exactly what I was saying about the career transitional points. Cause she's now, she still makes movies that are largely kind of what she has always made. You know, like she shows up in a lot of ensemble stuff. The heat is a comedy, you know, Ocean's 8 is kind of that too, like an ensemble comedy thriller type movie, which I really liked. I don't know if you guys saw Ocean's 8. I actually 8. didn't see it. No. Yeah. I thought it was good. It's not It's not laugh out loud funny and it's not like super slick like the Ocean's movies are typically, but it's slick enough and it's clever enough and there are good performances. Anne Hathaway is really good in that movie. I was going to say she was really yeah, good. Yeah, there's she's a lot good of in people it. in it. So yeah. Um, it. Shout outs to Aquafina, who's a fucking amazing in that movie and uh, will continue to be amazing other things, I hope, but... You know, it's it's working. She's working in her lane, which is what she is always consistent at and being never being the worst part of a movie and usually being close to the best part of it. And that is like her most fair strength, I think, is that she is never the worst part of a movie. What's ever. the character that you she know? plays in that? She's Danny Ocean's sister. So uh, oh. I can't remember. I just forgot her first name. I'm sorry. But <clears throat> excuse me. Sorry. It's getting dry in here. Uh, Debbie. Debbie Ocean. So she is. The the sister of George Clooney's character from the Ocean's film. So is she kind of like the ringleader? In yes, that? Okay, she is yeah. the Danny Ocean of this movie. She gets out of jail to then start an operation that she's been planning gotcha. where they're going to steal some stuff. So it is it is an Ocean's movie. Right. If you like those, you'll probably like this. Yeah. Like it's, it's not quite as stylized as the, as, um, the other ones, but it's yeah. not like for... It's not like for lack of substance. I still think it's good. Like I actually, in some cases, it's probably better that it isn't super stylized because it it lets you enjoy some of the character work a little more. Because some of those those later oceans movies in particular are like way going overboard with what they're trying to do stylistically, yeah. and that just like it's How almost can we too top much. Ourselves? Yeah, like I, and I like Steven Soderbergh as director. Like you know, I think he's fine and everything, but like a, sometimes a less is more approach would help with something like that, and yeah. that's what Ocean's Eight kind of is, and I like it about that. Yeah, like I said, she's definitely consistently never the worst part of a movie which i think definitely works to her favor um and it leads to now like a part of her career where she's doing things that i don't think she's done in a while like a movie like bird box which is kind of what inspired this whole thing right i don't think bird box is great we'll say let's say here that we're not gonna spoil it because it's still kind of new yeah so we'll do our best not to give any like giant bombs in this i don't i don't really i will say though any resolution right i will say that the most spoiler thing i'll say is that this movie has a very unfortunate uh a very unfortunate circumstance of being released after a quiet place which came out last year which is a movie that's kind of doing the same thing this is doing 
but way, way better. Yeah. Like, I don't know if you saw A Quiet Place. This movie, Bird Box, is based on a novel, too. Yes. So They've been trying to make this for a yeah. few years. It was originally optioned when the book came out in like 2013. I've heard, I've heard other people say, like, The Happening or some stuff. Like, <sighs> yes, this movie is also very much like The Happening, but and that I is think not it's, good. I think it's much better than I agree. That, it is definitely so like better than The Happening. The it has, it has the happen. unfortunate circumstance of being better than a really shit movie, but not as good is a fantastic one right so it just kind of splits the difference and is okay yeah but that's not necessarily a bad thing she is good in it like i will to to ride for her one of the things that kind of made me shape my opinion a little different is that i think she's quite good in this movie and yeah i, I, thought, I thought she was fine yeah, yeah i enjoyed the character's journey and i enjoyed how the character changes she of course starts as a woman who is Alone. unlovable and has difficulty she's, reaching yeah. out to people you know, save her sister. That's the only one that she seems to have any kind of, you know, simpatico with. So make of that what you will. <laughs> it's She's doing that Cla- again. Classic Bullock. Yeah. Classic, classic Sandy. A classic Bullock. It's the old SB hook is what you call that. <laughs> and, uh, but she's, she does well, you know, like she's not, she never does anything to, to work against the movie. And I think in some point she definitely elevates it. There are specific scenes I'm not going to spoil because they would be kind of spoilery, but you know, Towards the later half of the movie, she has to do some heavy lifting, and I think she does exceptional. So yeah, I think she was. You know, I I think she's very good. I, th- I think um, because whenever you're dealing with a scenario like this, whenever you're dealing with some sort of movie that has some supernatural or horror element, it's difficult to kind of judge. Um, I get I get a, sometimes it's difficult to kind of judge. You find yourself saying things like. I would never do that in that situation. Oh, or right. I would, do, I would have went upstairs. I would have went yeah. downstairs. I would have gone out there, done this. You know, X, Y, Z. I'm just throwing examples out there. Mm-hmm. But I think there was... Um, the way she reacted to a lot of the stuff that was going on, I found it acceptable. Like, I, And I didn't think it was too big of an ask for me to believe that she would have went out that door and reacted that way to that thing. I'm trying yeah. not to spoil. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. I um I yeah, so I mean I liked the movie. I thought I thought it was okay. I didn't think it was outstanding, but another I mean it's also on Netflix, so I didn't have to get off my ass and go to a theater to watch it. <laughs> which helps. It which definitely worked really to nice. its, it worked to its advantage because that movie was watched by a lot of people. Not that they yeah. release these numbers always, but you know, it was a very successful film yeah. for Netflix. So um, they are clearly happy with the results. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm fine with Netflix making movies like that, but um, yeah, I thought she was good in it, and I thought it was a little bit different for her, even though it's kind of yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, kind of yeah, that same but, bare bones. It's it's a it's a Sandra Bullock role, but right. the movie itself is different enough to make it. Yeah, interesting she's never to see really done it. any sort of like supernatural or <laughs> well, she, thriller. She type. did Practical Magic. Oh, okay. And that's that's both a supernatural thriller and a, a comic romance whodunit at the same time and don't get me started on that movie yeah man that fucking movie people love that movie i was surprised that that movie had so much love for it um we did an informal poll for for speed and for demolition man so i put it out to the listeners uh in different venues to have them vote on what was their favorite movie between those two as a supporting character role Mm -hmm. i don't know if anyone saw the end results i have them if you'd like to know them 
Did you did it you was, see? It was Demolition Man, wasn't Demolition it? Demolition Man won with fifty five percent of the vote. Seventeen votes split the two of them it was like yeah, one hundred and fifty seven like votes. At first, so thanks guys for voting. At first, Speed was running away. With oh yeah, it was it was it was. And I was like, yes, with the speed of an unchecked bus. Yeah, Speed was barreling towards a sure victory. But then Keanu Reeves accidentally stabbed the gas tank and it started to run out of gas. Yeah, and then now Demolition Man. Took and Demolition over. Man took over. I. I think it's weird that people have so many very strong opinions on so many of her films because I didn't think I did until I started watching a lot of them again. Yeah. Some of them I hadn't seen, admittedly, and some of them I have seen before and watched again and I love them more somehow. Mm -hmm. Like I mentioned towards the top, I think While You're Sleeping is great. I'm not like the de facto person to ask about romantic comedies, but Lord knows I have seen a shitload of yeah. them and I do enjoy them. But I thought it was cute. Yeah. Yeah. I love that movie. I think I, it is like one of it. the three best examples of the genre. Like I like it that much. Um, I really hate that guy that plays her love. Peter Gallagher. Oh, I hate him. It's those eyebrows, isn't it? It is. <laughs> you know it is. I've talked at He's length to you. No about this, but Peter, I really hate him, so it was hard for me to watch it again because well, I fortunately remember, he's in a coma for most of it. I know so right? that helps. Thank God for comas. <laughs> I just in the uh, I remember when that movie came out though. I was like put off by it, even though I, I would have been younger. But it, it's I think it's pretty appropriate for like an adolescent girl. But um, I was put off by it because he was in it, and then when I finally watched it, I was like, oh, it's okay. And then when I watched it again here, researching, I was like fine it's fine yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. I, I enjoyed myself right. but, yeah. I, I do want to say that it feels like and even when bird box in the beginning of bird box she has this weird thing about children in every movie it seems like in some in certain cases where like an aversion to them yeah like like awkward around them well because she doesn't have them in most movies well, like yeah, yeah. In nearly all of them that's yeah. like she's always like a woman on her own like, yeah. that's kind of like a like a calling card of her career. Yeah. So it she's, is. She's a mama in in Blindside, though. That's her. Whole yeah, thing. that 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 yeah, is like her whole character motivation. Yeah, in that movie, which is why that's that's when people get nominated for things when you're like, oh, you're playing against type, and she really was, and yeah. that is probably why that happened. So. It is version to children. It's, I mean, I kind of yeah. do too, but, yeah. but I understand. But she, anyway. she has children of her own, and uh, she has like some outside, adopted ones. Yeah, yeah. So she's, they're children of her own. Yeah, they, okay. those those count. Adoption is one hundred percent legit, dude. She's got some Amen kids in you. real life. Yeah, but um, it, it is weird to me that that well, Demolition Man winning wasn't weird because Demolition Man is better than Speed. Haha. <laughs> but mm, I false, but okay. I thought the the nostalgia for some of these movies was so bizarre to me that. People really felt really strongly about a lot of these movies. People yeah. loved the proposal. People loved uh, Practical Magic. Like people really loved Forces of Nature, a movie I thought wasn't redeeming at all. Sorry, people that told me they loved it, but it's—I don't know, man. Nostalgia is weird. We discuss yeah. nostalgia all the time on here. We kind of delve in it. That's kind of our our most comfortable area. <laughs> but, I think, especially when it comes to movies like these, because if you think back on all of these movies. Like, how many of them? I know a handful of them were, but how many of them were really, like, hyped up? You know what I mean? Uh, like, in the sense that they were, like, anticipated? Like very few. Yeah. Like, like, they all do okay, most of them. Yeah. But, you know, with the exception of some notable failures, like Two of Bicey, a movie that bombed pretty hard. I just feel um, like some of the movies that I hate the most in my life are movies that I've, like, had my expectations built, like, to the sky high. And mm, then I watch it, and okay. it's terrible, like Batman and Superman. Sure. Yeah, nothing, nothing like that. Yeah. There's never been a There's Sandra Bullock been, so movie like, that's ever had that kind of expectation. Because I don't think I've ever gone into one of these Sandra Bullock movies, like other than Bird Box, just because of the word of mouth. Because sure. I, I saw that it a was little a little bit different. Late. Yeah, I saw it a little bit late. I didn't watch it right when it came out. I waited like a week or so. 
Um, and everybody had already been talking through about there it and, and doing challenges. I, I was even like dodging driving their cars and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Idiots. People were doing that, and I'm like, <laughs> okay. So I already knew kind of a little bit about it. And even actually, my boyfriend was like, I just watched this movie Bird Box. Oh, you're gonna love it. You gotta watch it. So I waited till a Sunday when he was watching football and watched it by myself so I didn't have to hear him explain the plot the entire time. If it helps any any of the listeners, uh, Lacey's boyfriend sounds a lot like Bradley Cooper in A Star is Born. So if you can imagine Bradley Cooper talking about Bird Box, that's what it's like. Wait a minute. Like. Does Bradley Cooper have a an accent in that? In A Star is Born? Yeah. He like, sounds like your boyfriend. But he's, he's kind of got a southern accent, doesn't he? So does your boyfriend. No, he doesn't. Anyway. I would not date somebody with a southern accent. I'm Hot just take. saying. Hot take McGraw. That's Hot why we take. call you that. Anyway. Um, but yeah, man. Sandra Bullock. Um, so to wrap up there, to we'll, we'll kind of put a pin in it here. I think... But let's go over our, our post opinions here. Did it change for anyone? Are you are we both are we all still in the same kind of camp? I, I have a little more to say on it, but I, I still just think she's a fairly rated actress. I feel like I would like to see her do more interesting things as she is. I think she has been. Now. I think she, she is has, starting to. She yeah. has been, but I would like to see her branch out even more. I think she um, will. Like, and yeah. And I'm looking forward to it because I think that at this point in her career she is capable of doing other things. I just need to see them because okay. thus far there has been little variation. Glimpses here <laughs> yeah, and there. Glimpses, but nothing for me to make me go, wow, you know? So I think she's fairly rated. I'll keep watching movies if she's, I mean, when she's in them, like, I'm never going to turn off a movie like, ugh, Sandra Bullock. Yeah, yeah, that's that's you know, good. Because I, I, there, there was a point in time where I definitely would have, and I'm not that way anymore. Yeah, but I don't think she's ever going to lasso me in until I see her, like, Sandra Bullock plays, you know, I don't know. I don't know what role I need her to play. I've, I'll come up with something. Practical magic too. Okay, well, yes, obviously. <laughs> Practically <but>. magic her. <laughs> Do you know that movie was almost made into a series twice. People have such a weird nostalgia for this thing. They tried to make it happen twice People and it love, failed both times. Listen, let me tell you, especially women. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm going to speak for all of womankind right now. <laughs> we all want to be witches. <laughs> every every person I've ever met, every girl I've ever dated loves that movie. I was, you, I was hoping you were going to say females. I was waiting for it. Just, every female I have dated, they love witches. Do you know witches. how bad, ever since I was a little bitches child... Bitches be witching, am I right? Ever since I was a little child and I saw the worst witch, <laughs> and then S- Sabrina, you know, the cartoon, or the... Um, the show. The campy version the when we were kids, and all that stuff. It was always witches, always around, and they always had fun. Witches and- had a really weird renaissance in, like, the late 80s into the 90s. Yes. No, this is legit. So maybe like, that's why. Witches of Eastwick... Fucking all this shit, Teen They're, Witch, Hocus Pocus. Like, think of all the shit that we grew up with. What's with the show witches. With the, what's the show with um, uh, uh, Alyssa Milano? Alyssa Milano? Charmed. 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 Yeah. yeah. See, all of these pretty witches that were <laughs> able to be, like, pretty and live cool lives, but also do magic. Like, yeah. that's why I love magic. And <laughs> And that's why I want to be pretty witches. (laughs) I I think. I think. I think that is why I want to be a witch. I think Practical Magic set up Charmed. It really did. I think so. It it hit. 
it hit at the right time. Like there yeah. was like a weird witch. Like I said, the the witch renaissance of the early nineties like, carried would you into not the early want thousands to look like Sandra Bullock or Nicole Kidman and live in a cool big country house with your quirky aunts. with your quirky Diane Weist and yeah. Stocker Channing. Stocker Channing. What a misuse of two actresses I fucking love. <laughs> and they did nothing in that fucking cast movie. potions and yeah. your you know make potions and cast spells. I write hard for this movie. Seriously, <laughs> I want to be a witch. <laughs> Oh, uh, Lacey's endorsement of witchcraft does not necessarily reflect the views of SRD and OUS But it overall. reflects the views of me. <laughs> <laughs> so Lacey is a hot, Lacey's a solid fare on Sandra Bullock, underrated on witchcraft. Roger, uh, Sandra Bullock, how'd you stand after? I, I, I'm standing by what I, I'm thinking. It's it's fairly rated. I think she's, I, I liked her. I've, I've, I've always had a thing for her approach. Um, she's the beer-drinking, burger-having friend that i like to have non-fart smelling non-fart smelling doesn't take i know how important seriously. that is I know how important that's that very is important to me that you don't have a wine glass that you literally <laughs> sniff and, and smell your own farts i don't know if what i support this gimmick hell? where is this coming okay okay from? so let me let me explain no don't okay. <laughs> you don't need to explain okay all right no just in other words she doesn't take herself too seriously i think no people, i uh, get it head up ass sniffing yeah, farts is that what it's yeah, coming exactly, from exactly exactly you seem really on this though he's always on this i don't know it's a south park reference yes yeah okay yeah i just I wanted to make sure I yeah. had the genesis correct. correctly. Just, okay. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Um, and that's where I came from with it. But no, it's just, honestly, even like Practical Magic, as much as that movie is not geared towards the male audience, I like the movie because it's it's just because you got Nicole Kim and you got, but just like the, like the almost, it, it seems like a Disney feel to it, but it's not. Roger, with all the murder. Roger, <laughs> Roger, listen. You can admit that you want to be a witch too. No one's going to tell you. Immediately, no, I, I want to cast. If, if okay, so if what's the male version? Is can males be witches? Is like that a warlock. It's a warlock. All right, sweet. Then I want to be a warlock. Then Done. that's a cool name too. Yeah, it is. I yeah. want to cast spells. Wouldn't it be and, sweet? Like you'd be like the coolest. Like we we could brew and yeah. like stuff like that. And you just like shows up and you got like some sweet special power. I want to be yeah. a mage. I don't want to be a witch. I, I, I just, are we just rolling classes now? Like, yeah. Okay. I want to be like Merlin. When get I on just, my dice roller app because of course is, I have one. Yeah, because I want to just like be able to like form. Shit, I'm a rogue again. Fuck, I didn't even want to be this time. I want Merlin. You know, like just well, something just sure. like an eagle. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's cool. All right. Yeah, but just like, wouldn't you just want to be like that suave everyday warlock <laughs> that like nobody actually knows? Everyday like warlock. <laughs> Can everyday warlock please be the name of your debut album? Yeah, like, you, you know, live in your life. You live in your life. You're doing your thing, but your secret is that you can also like do like powerful magic. Like, come on! Arrested Development's new album was (laughs) Everyday Warlock. That's their comeback album. (laughs) Yeah, featuring featuring their lead single Kentucky. (laughs) We're gonna gonna move states. Um, All right, so I definitely changed my mind uh, about witchcraft. About Sandra Bullock. Never about witchcraft. Um, I came in thinking she was overrated, and I have slotted comfortably into fair. I think the amount of adoration that she has received, whether the movies deserve them or not, it's fair to her. I think she is she has proven over a very long and very successful career that she can and will succeed in what she is doing on screen and behind the screen. She's very good at finding the the right characters for herself to play, and I think works to the strength of movies when they are bad and definitely elevates movies when they're really good. I think she's a net asset to anything that she's in. So I'm not going to go saying she's like the greatest actress ever, but I definitely think that she has exceeded past 
where she started like if it if i was viewing this entirely from a decade if it's like oh the 90s tell me if sandra bullock's great i would think i'd put her below a lot of people but now with hindsight and everything that came after it she's way out ahead of a pack of people that i didn't think she would surpass yeah. so she's she's she has had a tenacity and a long-standing you know a longevity that is very impressive and good like it's i can't even hold that against her she did mm-hmm. it correctly and very well so i think i think it's fair to say that she is one of the better actresses and she deserves that kind of respect okay here, and here we are and fucking i changed my mind i was Woo-hoo. i was just as shocked as anybody honestly after watching a bajillion goddamn sandra bullock yeah, movies I, and I, some I, of them were really bad i thought i was gonna i I'm thought i was gonna, gonna feel worse about this I, I was trying to trying to like make a prediction as to what you would come in here and say, and I have to say I, w- I wasn't expecting you to be like you know what I, I think it's all right I'm coming around on it yeah because you were watching a lot of them like I was I did man I, I was them getting off worried just like back to back some days at one point at I think I was like you know because you were posting it on Facebook what you were doing and I think at one point I was like he ne- he needs to stop like, <laughs> he, need- he needs a break or something and then finally I saw that you were watching like something else that wasn't that and I was like because we should mention that Dave has an injury right now so he's kind of I've laid had a up. lot of free time yeah he- he's laid up so this is not just like Dave doesn't just watch TV all day yeah this was a special life. circumstance like- we happened to do this at the same time I am not working so it turned out well for that I guess not as well for my mental health I did need to take a break after a little while I know I was I was burned out a little bit I came around I came back I came back yeah it it turned out okay I I peppered in the ones I really wanted to watch later on like I think I got through a whole bunch of shit before I got to while you were sleeping I broke the emergency glass on it a little early though but that's okay some of my faves for last too. some of like my known favorites like speed I think was one of the last ones I will say in, in, in closing there is definitely for anyone that has ever watched movies Sandra Bullock has made a movie you would like. Yeah. I think it's nearly true for anyone. Like, I think probably you can you find asked, something you enjoy that Sandra Bullock has done. I think done. you could probably ask almost anyone who's like an average movie watcher and be like, what's your favorite Sandra Bullock movie? And they could easily pick one. <laughs> and they'll all I say enjoy. Demolition Man. But, and, and, and then I'll be in the background going, <laughs> Yeah. In the background with your cauldron. <laughs> with <the> b- yeah. <laughs> Nobody would be even bad an eyelash. But yeah, uh, with that said, if there are Sandra Bullock movies that you enjoy, why don't you tell us about it? You want to know how to do that? You can find us in so many places. So you can find us on Facebook, the Over Under Fair fan page there. Hit us up on Twitter at Over Under Fair. Uh, email us at Over Under Fail, po- over under fail Fair Pod at gmail.com. It's fucking fail pod right there, Dave. Over Under Fair <laughs> Pod at gmail.com. Uh, come and check us out at our home site there at sportsradiodetroit.com and check out all the fine content we have there for you. We have all sorts of nonsense on that page, updating daily with, you know, written stuff about local things and not-so-local things, all the podcasts. We have friends over there at Grave Discussions. I want to give them a special shout-out. Check them out for sure, all your horror needs. And, uh, Rogers, anything else you'd like to plug before we wrap up? Just uh, please, please, please. Go to iTunes. Give us a re- <laughs> review. Us leave us. Let us know what you think. Yeah, rate and review, guys. Please do. It's, you know, it takes five seconds. Guys, listen. Honestly, we know you all have podcasts. Yeah, everybody has a podcast. I get now. it. We all know you want us to rate and review them. I'll do it for you. Yeah, just do it for us too. Yeah, we'll try. I, yeah. I try real hard. I try to rate and review all the fucking podcasts because yeah. I like doing this. I like everybody else doing it. It's great. We're all talking. We're interacting. We're having a good time. Do us that favor. Yeah, we so love you. And it takes you fucking five seconds. Come on. There's three of us. <laughs> well, don't so, bully them. So you'll get... Yeah, <laughs> nice. What are you doing? Are you texting? Are you playing a game? What? What is it? Put it away. Put it away. God, you guys are just... What is What is the matter with you? You're such... You're just such jerks. You're just such... 
She's just a shit jerk. You're just a shit jerk dick fucker. You're a shit jerk dick fucker, assholer. And you all can just go fuck yourselves. Not, sorry, senor, not you. Pardon, please. Just all you fuckers. <laughs> so you'll get yeah. Now you're just being aggressive. I'm not trying to be like. Oh, okay. I, 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 I just look. I all I'm I'll saying come is come after just, you with a broom. I'm gonna please. put a spell on everybody. Yeah, exactly. In the because words, <laughs> please. In the words of the wolf, please with sugar on top. <laughs> do us a fucking review. Clean the fucking car. Yeah, clean the fucking car. There's three of us, so you could get three, three. You know, you know how witchcraft works. When yeah, you man, cast a spell, we are prostituting you get, it our returns back to you yeah. in threes. That's triplicate. Yeah. Yeah, so there, that's that's uh, sad. We're throwing with the gauntlet has been thrown. I learned yeah. that from the craft. <laughs> thanks, <laughs> thanks the craft. All right, enough, enough witchcraft. Enough Sandra Bullock. I think we've said everything we need to say. Uh, thank you, Lacey and Roger, again for being here and helping us, helping us out. Thanks, guys, for listening. Uh, by the time this goes up. We will be on to our next couple of things. We got a whole lot of stuff lined up. And yeah, man, we're looking forward to a good 2019. So for everybody here, I'm Dave. This has been Over Under Fair. Fucking rock on. Here's that classic you've all been waiting for. The number one request of the day. Armor Hot Dogs. Kids eat Armor Hot Dogs. Oh, wow. This is my fave. Even kids with chicken pox love hot dogs. Armor hot dogs. The dogs kids love to bite. Somebody put me back in the fridge.